Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 132 in Edmonton. Brendan Escott here with you. Royal Pizza. Pizza, pasta, so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years now. For a menu and a list of their 13 Edmonton and area locations, go online to royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. It is time for our headliner today, brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. Might just be the best you've ever tasted. Search for W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. Well, I know you know the last name. Sarah Neris making her own name as part of the Canadian Women's National Team once again as they embark next week for the uh, Women's World Championships that were delayed now to be hosted by Calgary, which is exactly where Sarah just was having camp. Thank you so much for taking time today, Sarah. How's it going? Hi, I'm good, thanks. How are you guys? Excellent. Appreciate you jumping on the show. Uh, Let's start with camp. I know you were down in Calgary competing. As I understand it, it was the national women's team against sort of the national women's junior team, and that was, uh, you know, the genesis of it all, I suppose. Uh, Let's start with how how everything shook down over the last week or so. Yeah, camp was great. We've actually uh, all got been gathered in Calgary since about July 23rd I think so we had a camp with our national women's team just kind of in preparation for the world championship and then they invited um, the national women's development team out so that we could kind of split up intermingle and um, uh, play games against each other which was awesome Um, the environment was great we were kind of put in another bubble over there so that we were all safe and healthy and and everything went very very well. Do you find it uh, a fun environment when you get to sort of play the veteran role and, and maybe more the leadership and the um, the role model, but also be pushed by some of the younger, the next generation and, and inspired in that sense as well. Absolutely. I think it's awesome. Um, myself, personally, we have a little group of us who call ourselves the sophomores. So we're not like in the senior super veteran role, but we definitely have some girls coming up who, who look up to us and who also push us because we have a lot of talent coming up through our development line. And I think with Hockey Canada, it's been amazing to see everybody's development over the last few years and our future definitely looks bright. And looking at the, the actual final roster for the World Championships, Sarah, it is exactly what you just described. I see the transition phase where of course you've got your Marie Philippe Poulin and Brianne Jenner Natalie Spooner as well as yourself and you know your Blair Turnbulls and sort of that intermediate range and then uh, the story of Kristen Campbell even making the team off of that uh, development roster you know it's quite an interesting blend that you've got for Team Canada right now isn't it? 
yeah, we have a, such a unique blend um, in terms of our centralization process where we all get together throughout this year preparing for the Olympics. We have 14 newly centralized players, so 14 rookies, and it's going to be a lot of fun because they bring a lot of energy, a lot of youth, and a lot of talent and skill. And so we're pretty excited to inject that into our lineup. And I think with obviously our veteran presence, um, they've, they've been able to win at Olympic Games, multiple Olympic Games before. And so we're very excited for this team and, and this season coming up. Chatting with Sarah Nurse right now from the Canadian National Women's Team. Uh, you must have been awfully inspired. I was in tears if uh, to watch the the women's soccer team take down gold at the Olympics. Uh, that must have been an awful inspiration uh, for you guys to watch at that time too. Yeah, that was such a cool moment. We actually all were able to gather. It was early in the morning, probably around 7 or 8 o'clock in the morning, but we all gathered and we watched the penalty kicks. And um, it was definitely reminiscent of kind of what we went through in 2018, but it was so cool to see them win and see how hard they worked and and just see them come home with a gold medal because so many players on that team and, and on that staff deserve it. So it's definitely a little push in the back of our minds so that we can get that gold uh, in the next few weeks and then also in Beijing. No gold at this particular event for Canada since 2013. You specifically have uh, won bronze at the 2019 Worlds, silver in Pyeongchang in 2018, as you mentioned. So the hunger for you, Sarah, I imagine is, has never been greater to get gold. Definitely. I think for this group, it's, it's been difficult just because obviously um, everything with the pandemic has been put on hold. And so we haven't been able to play in a very long time, very long time. I think it's something like 800 something days at this point. Um, and so we are very excited to get get back in there and, and chase gold. Are you anticipating any kind of home ice advantage given that the tournament is in Calgary now? I think it's going to be awesome to be in Calgary, just knowing that we're playing, you know, on our home soil. Um, it's our home rink actually here when we play in Calgary. And so we have a lot of familiarity being able to be on TSN um, so that our games are broadcast across the country and also around the globe is going to be absolutely amazing. And we definitely feel the love from Canada. Uh, can you describe the emotion of pulling that Canadian sweater over your head and just, you know, I imagine that it's it's got to be such a, an experience that you're used to at this point, right? But you, you're around some girls that are going to be doing it for the first time. And, and just take me inside what that feels like to represent Canada. You know what? In all honesty, it never gets old. Um, it's something that I've been fortunate enough to do for the last 10 years um, from the U18 team to the development team to now the senior team. And honestly, every time you pull on the Maple Leaf, you feel this immense level of privilege because there are so many people, there are so many men and women who would love to be on Team Canada and you get the opportunity to do that. And so there's a whole country behind you when you put on that jersey. And it honestly just gives me chills talking about it, but it's, <laughs> it's such a special moment. And I can't wait for our rookies to be able to do that at the senior level. I'm going to shift gears in a moment to the uh, Professional Women's Hockey Players Association, but I, I did mention Kristen Campbell. I know this was kind of one of the bigger stories to come out of this camp. What what did you see out of the young goaltender? You would have been the one shooting on her for a little <laughs> bit there. What allowed her to take the step this year? You know what? I think it's pretty awesome because we had such an incredible crop of goalies when um, we came down to kind of the final selection. Um, you know, we had six goalies who really made a push, and I, I think Soupy just the way that she prepares herself and the way that she trains, her mentality is absolutely incredible. Um, she's someone that from the minute she wakes up in the morning to the minute she goes to bed, she's working. She's doing her virtual reality. She's doing some sort of goalie training. And so it's pretty inspiring for all of us to see and just seeing the way she works in practice. She's so, um, she finds to, she fine tunes her game all the time. And so I definitely think her work ethic and also her talent definitely earned her a spot. 
Chatting with Sarah Nurse right now. Uh, now, Sarah, a prominent member of the Professional Women's Hockey Player Association. So tell me about uh, some of the work that you and the organization have are doing, have been doing to try and, and grow the game. I'm sure it's been a pretty tumultuous last uh, year and a half, no doubt. But uh, just overall, I'd love to hear about some of the work. Yeah, throughout this last season, obviously with the pandemic, things slowed down a little bit, but we were able to get events um, throughout North America. We had three events in the United States, and we also had one big event here in Calgary. And just being able to partner with different organizations, corporations, and also different National Hockey League teams throughout the league has been awesome um, because we're aligning with people and organizations who definitely have um, our vision and our mission, and they, they understand what where we want to go and where we're coming from. And so we're very excited to be able to put on the Dream Gap Tour for the third season. And it's going to be a lot of fun. There are going to be a lot of cool stops. And so we have a lot planned and we're very excited for everyone to see. Are you seeing groups and entities more and more receptive to the growth of the women's game as time goes along here as you guys keep working towards that sort of mentality? Absolutely. And I think in the beginning when we when we formed the PA, um, it was pretty much to bring awareness to the situation because so many people were unaware of the climate of women's hockey and really women's sports um, at large. And so we wanted to bring awareness to what was going on and, and really tell people that, hey, yeah, we're the Olympians that you cheer for every four years, but we don't have anywhere to go in between. And so ultimately, our, I think our goal has been reached and we continue to partner with people and organizations who, again, do align with what we want to see for the future of women's hockey. And so it's been great to be able to meet so many new people over the last few years. Now, looking at this uh, in the way that it had been structured before, there was a Canadian Women's League and there was sort of a National Women's League that was based out of the United States. And now there's sort of the Dream Gap Tour, which, as you're saying, is a showcase. But in your mind, the next, I guess, the where where would it be at a stable place? And, and, and how do you envision it getting there in the future in terms of where you do have a place where you can be a professional women's hockey player and have that exposure every year not just every four years i think definitely a professional league is is very important and a professional league that you know people can aspire to be a part of um you know we see it with men's national leagues across the world and we don't get to see the same thing especially in canada for hockey um when we claim it's our national sport we all have so many ties to the game from such a young age and so we don't want to put a ceiling on little girls we want them to be able to dream to aspire to really work towards playing in a professional hockey league and i think that's our ultimate goal at the pa wrapping up here with uh, sarah nurse what um what does training look like and you're talking about the having 800 days between you know actually getting out there and playing in in the capacity that you will become august 20th here so you know that i to me that sounds like such self-policed disciplined um training regimes and that sort of thing but what what does it look like day to day for you sarah when you're trying to keep yourself at the top of your game without the benefit of having that team consistently there yeah i think it's a huge piece of self-accountability and knowing that you have to be ready for action whenever you're called upon whenever there's a tournament an event something that goes on like you have to be ready and if you're not ready your teammates are going to know your coaches are going to know and you're ultimately going to know and so it's having that accountability and i know that with our group now we have such a great group of girls that i know in my home in, in my hometown in hamilton i'm working hard and i know that in montreal 
Poulin's working hard. You know, I know in Calgary, Blair Turnbull's working hard. Mm-hmm. So we have that um, morale within our group. And so when we go back to our normal hubs, to our hometowns, we still put in the work because we know we have a greater goal at the end of the day. Do you have one highlight so far in your career internationally or otherwise that really yeah. stands out? <laughs> Definitely. Um, I think obviously going to the Olympics in 2018 was such a huge highlight. Um, and I, I actually scored a goal against the Americans in round robin play. And it wasn't so much the goal, but it was it, being able to see my teammates' reaction and then also my parents' reaction in the stands. Like <laughs> my mom was bawling, my dad was fist pumping. Like it was such a cool moment because so much hard work and sacrifice um, was paying off in that moment. Not only my own, but my teammates and my parents who had sacrificed so much for me growing up. And so it was kind of like that full circle moment that I'll definitely never forget. As a spectator, Sarah, I I find it hard to see a rivalry that rivals that of Canadian and American. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. American women's hockey. What would you describe the competition between the two nations like? How, how do you assess that? I definitely think it's pretty vicious and it gets very, very intense. And it's an interesting dynamic because a lot of us know each other. We played against each other. We played with each other throughout university. And so it's an interesting dynamic because off of the ice, a lot of us are friends. But on the ice, there's this just switch that goes on and it's like this inherent hatred for each other and so (laughs) the games are very intense and we are looking forward to getting back on the ice against them absolutely all to be seen on tsn between uh, august 20th and 31st you guys in calgary for that event your cousin darnell here committing to the city of edmonton for another eight years a special moment for your family to see himself really cemented as a top tier nhl player Definitely. Uh, it's something that he deserves. And throughout the last few seasons, he's definitely showed it. Um, he's, he's been a staple back on that blue line. And so being able to, you know, have that big contract and cementing himself in Edmonton for the next eight, nine years is going to be so awesome. And I'm so happy for him and his family because I know how much uh, Edmonton means to him. Sarah, I really look forward to watching you out on the ice with the rest of Team Canada. Best of luck in tracking down gold. And thank you so much for the time today. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. That is Sarah Nurse. Again, that event, the Women's World Hockey Championship, August 20th to 31st down in Calgary, Alberta, should be a barn burner. It always is. You know, you hear about the rivalry. You see the rivalry, first of all. And I've had, Cody, a couple of opportunities when I was living in Kamloops and there was the Four Nations Cup there. I believe there was actually a Women's World Championship there as well in my time. And so getting to work behind the scenes and, you know, seeing the dedication of these girls, seeing um, the intensity uh, between the Canadian in the U.S. like it's the real deal you thought it's bad in, in soccer it's it's equally as bad in hockey so I think that this is going to be a doozy of a tournament great insight there from Sarah we'll step aside uh, here on Oilers now come back to wrap up the show after this Nice to hear from Sarah Nurse ahead of the uh, Women's World Championship. Again, that's August 20th to 31st. And you know they're pushing for gold. That's the standard. But would you believe they haven't actually overcome that since 2013? Eight years ago. 
They're on home soil. They got a pretty loaded roster as per usual. The question is, can they slay the beast that is the United States women's hockey program, which is, uh, you know, in my time of awareness, they, they're the powerhouse and it's it's about whether or not you can beat them. That That's evidenced by the last set of results. I hate to even have that come out of my mouth, but it's been true. I'm excited to see a crowd watching these games again yes. in Calgary. That's one thing I'm looking forward to because you bring in one of the best rivalries in hockey. It is. Anytime Canada and USA women's are playing on the ice, I don't think they can play a boring game. I don't remember the last boring game I've watched between those two countries. So it's awesome. Now you put a crowd behind it after this COVID pause. I think it's going to be spectacular. Yeah, it's, anything that we see with a crowd at this point is it's a whole different energy and it's amazing now to think back to march april may of last year and not knowing what that was going to look like in the near future or, or i guess what a year plus later now but here we are right the baseball games are electric when the ball leaves the park and hockey is going to be amazing like the fans are hungry you know, if we're hungry, the fans are even hungrier than you and I to get in there and show support. So to have a, a national event like this being played in Hockey Canada's hub of Calgary, it's going to be a doozy. That should be a lot of fun to watch. And it, you know what? It's it's cool as well to see the state of that rivalry still live and well, though some of the former staples in that uh, are no longer participating. Some of the bigger names of five years ago aren't necessarily there now. You know, there's no Shannon Zabados or even Jean-Viev Lacasse and Ned. It's it's Anne-Renée Debian and, and Bruderheim's Emirates Mashmeyer, you know, that have taken the reins just as an example. So one of the things I'm looking forward to here as well is like and I don't want to look too far ahead, but again. These teams are going to get a rematch come Winter Olympic time. So this is really a preview for that. And it's almost not a tryout exactly, but you know a lot of these girls are going to be making their mark out there. They want to play on the women's team in 2022 at the Olympics. So we are really getting you know, a, a nice little pre-series to that. Single game sports betting is about to become legal. I think, is it later this month or early next month? August 27th. It was just announced by the Minister of Justice and Attorney General today. So looking forward to that before the NHL season. So I'm not necessarily one for prop bets or that kind of thing. And, I, you know, I, it's just it's never really interested me. To be honest with you, to be fully transparent, I worked for a while in a casino as I was going through university. So gambling, it's not really my thing. Um, but that's going to be a huge huge revenue booster on a lot of different fronts and i think that you know the nhl is going to benefit majorly from from that coming in i think it was colorado i want to say that was the state that just made a crazy amount off of it once it was legalized and i you know not to say it's it's the best thing in the world but again it's going to bring in a new revenue stream hopefully money that ends up staying in alberta that's the big thing is especially when it comes to sports betting all of this stuff is offshore it's out of country now maybe some of that money is going to stay a little closer to home and hopefully bring on some more jobs too and the fact of the matter is after the year that professional sports just had like that had to be what nudged this across the finish line if there was any reservation at this point about you know sports Sports betting, which has been something you can do in the United States for a, a little bit now anyway. And you know, go into a casino in Vegas and you've got the whole sports wall worth of anything you could ever watch at the same time and bet on all at the same time. Haven't really had that luxury up here in Canada, but we've seen even the 50-50 draws. I mean, you know, multiple millions of dollars 
almost for the for the the humor in it all you know i think that it's kind of something that we've just learned to own here in edmonton specifically when you think of two things you get a thrill or a rush from well sports and there's risk so you put those two together you got a little bit of a gamble uh, i do think it's going to be huge in canada especially now that bill c218's you know coming around couple other things to just wrap up the show. If you missed the top, Sam Reinhardt re-upping in Florida. Three years, $6.5 million. So that pays him uh, a little bit more than Nugent Hopkins per year. Uh, but Nugent Hopkins having that AAV knocked down by the fact that he's here for eight years. Are those two comparable players? Not really to me. I think they fulfilled two kind of different roles in that sense. But uh, again, good on Sam Reinhardt. And that was them trading for a player and then, you know, keeping him as a part of the franchise for the foreseeable future you also got winnipeg uh they just signed for andrew comp one year 3.64 million dollars there that avoids arbitration for him he was a he's a big piece of winnipeg that uh you know the depth players like him and did, i think they lost mason appleton or did they re-up with mason appleton I don't remember yeah, about I'd have him. To double check on that, but you know these are the guys that Winnipeg had drafted, sort of in the third or fourth round, and they were waiting and waiting and developing and developing, and then boom! In that playoff series against Edmonton, you saw what kind of impact a guy like, say, Andrew Cop could have. This is a real big show me deal because now you know at 27 or whatever, this takes him to UFA status. And not saying he's obviously trying to get out of Winnipeg, but again, everyone wants to get to that UFA status. And so, yeah, if you can have a big year. You can be looking at a long-term deal now. We had a couple of big years from the man featured in this day in Oilers history. That's brought to you by New West Travel. Experience a great holiday to Vancouver on a private jet with three nights hotel. Just $699. Details at newwesttravel.com. Well, let's go back to 2014 here. Oilers, third overall pick. Leon Dreisaitl, they signed him to an entry-level contract, scored nine points in 37 NHL games the following season, then dominated the Western League with 53 points in 32 games before earning the MVP honours at the 2015 Memorial Cup. And as Bob likes to say, it was really... It was really the the win in the 2014 lottery as well that's kind of helped Edmonton get to where they are in the sense that Dreisaitl fell to them third. That's hard to believe, you know, and maybe you just didn't want to take the chance on a German player at that point, but uh, obviously, obviously that paying off, needless to say. He was so good in juniors. It was a joke to him. He was in Prince Albert for a long time, right? And then it was the, he was the ringer that Kelowna brought in, him and Josh Morrissey, for that Memorial Cup. Yeah. Yeah. This day in Oilers history brought to you by New West Travel. Experience that great holiday down to Vancouver on a private jet, three nights hotel, just $699. Visit newwesttravel.com. Later on tonight here on 630 Chad, Reed Wilkins has inside sports from 6 to 8. You will hear from... Mark Spector with more on the uh, the recent re-signing of Slater Cuckoo, as well as, as I dig for the text message, how about Elk's in-game analyst here on 630 Ched, Eddie Steele. They're trying to get Cuckoo on himself, so we'll see if that materializes between now and then as well. Tomorrow, here on Oilers Now, we're going to check in with editor-in-chief of the fourth period and NHL Network analyst Dave Pagnota, Catherine Silverman on goaltending. That'll be an interesting conversation conversation uh, based out of Arizona plenty of thoughts on Darcy Kemper is he the long-term option in Colorado guess we'll find out if he's not is that still Edmonton's target 
We'll also preview the Edmonton Elks and Montreal Alouettes game joined by play-by-play voice here on 630 Chad Morley Scott. That's all for me here on 630 Chad. A global news weather traffic update up next with Eileen Bell, then Angela Cocott, 2-3 to three in 630 Chad Afternoons with guest host Ted Henley. So long, everybody. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.